But as we look uh, toward the end of this year, and as we think about our series that we've been in over the last few weeks, uh, with uh, Unto Us, our theme uh, today is a, about a plan for us. Uh, God has a plan for each of us. Uh, and as we look to the end of this year and look forward to next year, uh, I want you to be encouraged by that and for you to think about what God has planned for you in the new year and how he's moved in your life this year. As Matt shared earlier, sometimes we get focused in on the, all the negative things, uh, but I want to encourage you this last week of the new year to think about all the things uh, that have gone well this year, the, the great things that God has done in your life and the life of your family this year as you think back and remember his goodness and grace. And, and as you think about God's plan for you and me, uh, there's a scripture in the Old Testament, the Proverbs, that, that we all make plans, uh, but God directs our steps. And, and, and have you ever thought about uh, when you make a plan, how that plan actually is executed? Like, are you a, are you a planner? Or are you a spontaneous person? Well, I, I wouldn't call myself a great planner, at least when it comes to our family dynamic, but I want things done my way. Uh, so I don't know how that exactly works. But a few years ago, uh, we uh, took a trip. Uh, out west, and we went to the Grand Canyon. It was basically my only reason for wanting to go out west, because I'd never been to the Grand Canyon. It was one of those bucket list kind of things, and I wanted to go. Well, it was our family and another family went together, and, and when we got out there, uh, we didn't realize how far the Grand Canyon was exactly from where we were staying, but that didn't deter, that didn't bother me at all, because what was the goal? Go to the Grand Canyon, right? That was the goal. That was the plan, and we were not departing from the plan, no matter what. So here we go. Um, the other family we were with, uh, they are great friends of ours. Uh, they have a bunch of girls, and they don't get ready quite as quick as our boys do. And so I'm kind of chomping at the bit, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So finally, we all pile in a van and drive the four-plus hours to the Grand Canyon, and we make it there, and we have a wonderful time. Uh, we, we take a lot of photos. We even see one of the Clydesdales uh, from Anheuser-Busch. They were filming a, a commercial there that I don't ever actually think made the light of day, uh, but we saw this beautiful Clydesdale. It was wonderful. We, ate, we had a meal at the old historic restaurant, and then as uh, darkness began to approach, guess what we did? We got to drive four-plus hours back which was oh so exciting when one of the people didn't feel so well and the other one was a chatterbox. Um, we stopped at this strange restaurant. We were, you know, one of three people in there. Uh, we went through this nothing town trying to find a restroom at a hotel. It was lots of fun. But I was undeterred in seeing my plan come through. And we did it. And so I got to write it off on my bucket list of we've been to the Grand Canyon. I'll probably never go back. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and we did it. And, and as you and I think about plans and the plans that we make for ourselves, for others, um, how often uh, do those plans come to fruition? And, and how important are those plans that, that we think we can let everyone know uh, what we want them to do with their life, what we want to happen to our life? Well, in the book of John, uh, in the early part of that book, uh, Jesus uh, kind of 
helps us understand uh, what, our, what his plan for our life is. So if you have a Bible, John chapter 1, uh, John is, is one of the Gospels. Uh, if people ever ask, uh, if they're new in the faith, or they have questions about Jesus, I always encourage them to read the book of John because it really is uh, very much about who Jesus is uh, as the Savior, uh, who he is, his, his life. Uh, and in John 1, 1, it's a famous passage about who Jesus is and his equality with God, something we've been talking about over the last few weeks, that he was with God and he was God. But a little further down uh, in chapter 1, it gives us Jesus' plan for us, Jesus' desire for every person. And so if you look at John 1, uh, 9 uh, through 14, it'll help us see what is Jesus' plan for each of us. It says this, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And then verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. As I look at this passage, it very clearly tells us Jesus' plan for everybody. The reason he came to earth, the reason he was born of a, in a manger on that day, probably not December 25th, 0 AD, uh, but the reason he came was so that we, first his people, the Jewish people, first they would receive him, and then us, that we would receive. That's, that's God's plan for all of us, that we would become children of God. And so today as we finish out 2021, I don't want us to miss an opportunity to be reminded of what God's plan is for us, to be reminded of what it is to know him. As John writes, he's the true light. He's the real, the genuine gift of God to each of us, and he shines brightly. Uh, we've got a number of comments on our little star up here uh, that is uh, so wonderfully lit thanks to technology and battery-powered LEDs that you can't see and some fish line uh, back there. But, but I think about light. And, and Friday night when we were singing Silent Night and all the lights were off, how brightly that light shone, how brightly the candles were shining and how when, when we see light, when we experience light, we're, we're drawn to it. We're, we're drawn to light. Our bodies crave light. That's why those that live in Alaska need it. That's why when it's raining all the time, we're depressed because we need light. And the true light, the, the gift of God, Jesus, is the light. He came in the flesh and he dwelt among us. 
He, he is God revealed to humanity. And so God's plan for us is that we would see the true light of Jesus. And I don't want us to miss that opportunity to reflect on seeing Jesus and knowing him. That God loves you and me so much that he wanted to reveal himself to you and me. That he wanted to leave the glory of heaven so that you and I would experience him. So I don't want us to miss this opportunity to know him. And and as I think about knowing God, I, I recognize fully as I think about Jesus because the people of the first century, those that that walked around in Galilee and Jerusalem and and Israel, they they all actually got to see him in person. They they got to experience him in the flesh. We, we, We haven't gotten that privilege. I don't know if you ever met somebody famous and you've maybe seen them on TV first, and then you met them. Well, I had that privilege uh, a few years ago. We were down in Florida, and and I had seen Cam Newton, the the football player, uh, on TV. And and you you know how people, particularly in sports, how on their stat sheet, sometimes they stretch the truth. Like, they'll say he's 6'6", you know, 240, and he's really like 6'1", 210. B- because, again, they want to intimidate everybody and say, look how big and bad our people are. Well, everywhere you see Cam Newton's like 6'5", 235. I'm thinking, man, he's a big guy for a quarterback. For- forget how he's doing these days. Just go with me, okay? <laughs> but I happen to be in a gas station and up pulls this giant bus and out walks Cam Newton into the convenience store, and I opened the door for him, and I thought, man, that's Cam Newton. And most of you know I'm tall, and I mean, he is right here, and, you know, he looks kind of like me, you know. Um, Something similar. He has a little more hair than I do, but other than that, it's uh, it's perfect. And, And I thought, wow, like they're not kidding. Uh, this guy is big and tall and strong. And, and I, I got the privilege to see that in person, up close. And, and I think about the true light of Jesus, who those in the first century got to see him up close, in person, to experience his miracles and his teaching. And, and we don't get that privilege as 21st century inhabitants. But that shouldn't deter you and me from knowing who Jesus is because God's plan for you and me is not one of the physical nature. No, God's plan for you and me is a supernatural one. God's plan is supernatural. That, that we would believe the true light of God, God in the flesh, that we would Believe by faith that we would believe that the creator of the world has become a part of the world that he created. And he lived in this world he created. Verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I don't know if you ever watched that show, 
undercover boss, where, where the CEO of the company would, would dress up, kinda, you know, it was pretty poor, disguised, and he or she would go to one of their locations and pretend to be a new employee and try to figure out how good the company was running and, and how good the employees were. And sometimes they would learn of an employee who really wasn't that good and needed to pursue other interests. <laughs> and yet sometimes, and this is kind of the moral of the story, they would find sort of a, a diamond in the rough employee who was working hard, but life had kind of given them a, a rough patch and the CEO would be revealed at the end of the show and, and they would give them a scholarship or help their family or send them on a big trip or do something wonderful and nice for them. But every now and then on the show, one of the employees would recognize the undercover boss. And I think about that as I read verse 14, that how many of us haven't just sort of walked through life not really paying attention to who Jesus is? That, that we kind of know he exists, he's somewhere, but he's not right here with us. And he desires a relationship with you and me not one born of flesh, as the scripture says here, but no, a supernatural plan born only of God that he has for you and me. I don't want us, as we look to 2022, to live so short-sighted that we don't believe God can do great and mighty things in and through us. Because God can do the impossible, the miraculous, the amazing the never before seen. And that's what he wants for each of us. But first, God's plan is for us to become his children. And that, that's the heart of this passage, that, that we would become his children. And I know many of you in the room and online, uh, you've experienced that. Because John gives us this, what to us seems kind of like a threefold step, but really it's all one step kind of happening simultaneously. He says, verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Those who received him, those who received him by faith. They placed their faith in him knowing that he and he alone was the one to forgive sin and offer salvation for eternity. As that belief is happening, guess what? They were receiving him. It's kind of all one step, not two different things. They would receive him as savior. They understood that by faith he was the Messiah. And so they received him. That gift of God for each one of us, they received that gift by faith, believing that he is the one who forgives sin. He is the one who gives life and life abundant. He is the one who gives life eternal. And when that happens, when you and I believe by faith we receive Jesus Christ as Savior, then he gives us the right 
the right, the privilege to become children of God. And the beauty of that is you're never not a child of God once you believe by faith. You're never not a child. You're never not a child. So you're a child of God when you and I believe in Jesus Christ by faith. And if you're ever wondering, like, I just, you know, sometimes I struggle with, I want to tell people about Jesus, but I'm not real sure how. Well, here you go, John 1, 9 through 14. It's very simple. Believe, receive, become. Most of us can remember three words. If we get to four, we start dropping off. But three words. <laughs> Believe, receive, become. And if we could get them all three the same letter, it'd even be better to start with. That's just preachers, I guess. But, but that's his plan for us, to become his children. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I'm so thankful that I'm never not a child of God. Because my life is rarely perfect. My life is rarely comparable to the life of Jesus. And so I'm thankful that by faith, my trust is in him and him alone. Even as we saw today with Laura's baptism that, that we have new life in Christ, that he creates us brand new when we believe in him by faith. I'm a brand new creation, a child of God. And one of the great blessings of being a child of God is that I'm a part of a forever family. God's plan is not just for you and I to become children of God, but it's to be a part of a greater family. That's why we all sit in this room together and watch online because we want to be a part of a forever family. That I'm not an only child. That I'm a child with others. And, and you know what happens? It, it, I, I grew up as an only child for 12 years. I was an only child, and then my sister was born. Life changed dramatically. And then I went to college, praise the Lord. So um, I love my sister. She might be watching now. But, but, but it's different when you have siblings, right? It's different. You, you have to learn to, to love each other. You have to learn to give grace and forgiveness. You, you have to admit mistakes and errors. At least when your parents tell you, you have to do that. But that's, no, that's God. God does the same thing, right? He, the Holy Spirit moves in us. God in us moves us to know, well, you messed that one up. You probably need to own it. That's the beauty of being a part of family. And when you're a part of a forever family, that family doesn't go away. Just like you can't not be a child. You can't not be a part of the family. Even if you're like the parable later on in the book of Luke that talks about the prodigal son or that one sheep that got away, you're still part of the family. And God is always pursuing you to come back to the family, to be a part of the family. And what a great joy that is to be able to lock arms with other people who are a part of God's forever family and do amazing and mighty things. Like that's the beauty of the church, is that we're together, and, and all of us 
can shine light brightly because the true light of Jesus lives in us, so then we reflect that true light. And if all of us reflect that light together, how bright is it? It's beautiful and bright. And people are drawn to it. They're drawn to it. And so as we think about 2022, and this coming Saturday, Friday night, when some of you will be up at midnight, that you begin to think, Lord, what's your plan for me in the new year? Maybe this week, it'll be an opportunity for you to take some time. Maybe there's some downtime for you this week. You would say, Lord, what, what's the plan? What's your plan for me this year? He's probably not going to give you all the way to December 31st, 2022, but he might reveal something to you as you pray and ask and seek his guidance and his wisdom. He would give that to you and say, this is the first step I want you to take. Because we, as a church, move into the new year. Our new series is going to be Let's Go. Because we need to go. Our world has kind of been in neutral for a little while. It's now time for us to go and see God do great and mighty things in our area and around the world. And so today, if you're not a child of God, I want to invite you to believe that Jesus is the Savior. Receive him by faith today. Simply opening your life to him, saying, Lord, I know that I'll make a mess of everything, but by faith I receive you as Savior. And his plan for you in that moment is to be a child of God and to give you a forever family, the folks that are surrounding you today who want to rejoice with you and celebrate with you. So in a moment when we stand and sing, I want to invite you, if, if that's you, say, I, I need to be a part of God's forever family. I want to invite you to come forward. I'll be down front. There'll be a couple of others down here. We'd love for you to end 2021 and begin 2022 with a new plan for your life because that's God's call for each of us. And then those of us that are a part of the God's forever family already, jump into the family. Get engaged in the family. Get involved in what it means to be a part of God's family so that he can shine brightly through you and me. That's God's plan for each of us. Will you pray with me?